Sean, what's up? Hey, what's up, Janet? How we doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, for two reasons, obviously, if you want to hear them, because I'm very far well, away. My first reason is tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday to you. I'm going to be... Happy birthday, Janet. Plus my carry the two... 34 tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. Okay. Um, Is this this new math they're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Janet math. (laughs) For anybody who knows me or has ever worked with me, it's Janet math. Um, And the other thing is, so, you know, usually I already have like my side gig lined up, right? Lots of irons in the fire. Lots of irons in the proverbial fire. Lots of popcorn popping in the popper. Always. Fingers and pies everywhere. Okay. So this time I've applied for a side gig and I'm just Uh waiting to hear back. Are you waiting to hear back? All right. Okay. So I check the White House website on a regular basis because, you know, politics and stuff yeah it could be interesting there is a job posting are you ready for it i'm ready for it are you you sitting down clearly you are because i'm what i'm looking at you (laughs) secretary of all things funky oh i thought to myself who in the world is more qualified a new cabinet position a new cabinet position for all things funky now are we sure this was whitehouse.gov and not whitehouse.com because there was a stink a while back about how that was printed in a book and whitehouse.com was a bit of an adult site (laughs) secretary of all things well okay well that might explain some of the questions on the application Okay. Because I did have to check yes for body glitter, so oh, there you go. Well, we are we do have a new administration, so it could be that they maybe it, one never knows. Maybe they're body glitter positive. Either way, <laughs> either way, I'll be happy to provide a reference. <laughs> <laughs> no matter which way it goes. Okay, could so, you write the letter this weekend? That'd be great. I can I can do that, and I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll email it to you and. Surely, with my glowing recommendation, the job is in the bag. Surely. Yes. You can't be well, serious. I can be. And don't call me Shirley. Stop calling me Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Okay. Anyway, well, welcome everyone to another episode, another wonderful episode, an exciting episode of Should I Watch That? And it's exciting for one particular reason we'll talk about in a minute. Uh-huh. And uh, please email us. Our email address again, remember, is should I watch that 21 at gmail.com? Should I watch that 21? Uh, yet another international <gasps> shout out we have. <gasps> Tell Vietnam. me. Vietnam. What? <sighs> that Crazy, is so huh? random. Vietnam. Welcome. We have a shout out to Vietnam. Yeah. So we, we've got quite the list of countries that. This now, is amazing. Now, we may have one listener in every single one. Don't care. We could have a thousand. Don't care. Matter. We love Don't them all care. equally, no matter where you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. With all of our hearts, with open yeah. arms. It's super cool when I get to look we at that will. analytics and another country pops up. I'm like, wow, cool, another one. I just, we are amazing. I'm telling you, we're amazing. We're going to have to have different language options on the merch. Oh, my God. How does one say llama farm in <laughs> Vietnamese? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What Google Translate to the rescue. They will save us, I'm sure. What is Vietnamese for a body glitter? I don't hmm. know. I don't know. But we will have, we will have to find out. <laughs> and if you're an expert, please email us at shouldawatchsetdoomon at gmail.com. And that would be wonderful. I do wonderful. have to say, uh, say ice cream in Japanese. So well, that doesn't 
That's pretty cool. How do you say mm-hmm. ice cream in Japanese? I would ice cream. I learned that the hard way by asking that someone was, uh, at a meeting one time. Yeah, that was so, so anticlimactic. I, don't even I know. I know. I know. It was all built up. That I was going to learn something, but maybe I did. Really, so maybe you did. You did. Well, folks, Every day. Uh, this is an exciting episode for me, also for Janet as well, because we have done many a podcast at this point. <laughs> But even though we've done many a podcast, we have yet to do a podcast where we review two movies and both of those movies we saw in a movie theater. In the theater. <laughs> in the theater. So this this week, we this podcast, rather, we are going to review two movies that we saw in a theater. I sat in a seat. I went with my daughter. I, I saw them on the same day. So I went ahead and I sprung for the... The, la- the large drinks and the large popcorn that you can get refills on. <gasps> I drank so much cherry diet coke, I almost floated <laughs> out of the c- cinema. We ate two oh. huge buckets of popcorn. I mean, it was great, but um, Double fun time heavy. all around. So very exciting. Uh, at least in my area, uh, it's they're starting to open up a little bit more, little by little. Mm-hmm. I actually went on Memorial Day, and I was really surprised at how few people were there. I, I wasn't expecting, you know. Avengers Endgame level of crowds or anything like that, but I kind of was expecting maybe a quarter full or maybe, yeah. and yeah. They, they they weren't requiring masks at the theater. Um, but man, when I pulled up, I was afraid the place was closed because <laughs> there was like really ten cars in the parking lot. And oh, I was, and they geez. were and they were showing multiple multiple screenings of the movies that we're going to review. So. Wow! But eh, whatever. I mean, I well, I, me- I, I like a. Uh, theater that's not crowded so that's oh, problem me yeah one of the best well t- to me the best time to see a movie is when you're in the theater by yourself well, because yeah. i i tend to laugh it, well if i laugh at something it's <laughs> like 50 50 that it's inappropriate in the first place uh, but my laugh tends to resonate because yes. it just doesn't <laughs> I, I know so. it's boisterous so it so can be you embarrassing so you, if you're by yourself you don't hear the under the breath, psychopath <laughs> comments or anything like that. So yeah. exactly, no one turns to stare. So cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, two movies. So the first one uh, we're going to review is what, Janet? A Quiet Place, Part Two. Part Two. Uh, <laughs> part Two was actually released in 2020, but then kind of really didn't make it to theaters big time until this past weekend. Yeah, I think as the business model goes, I think it probably would, they would probably say this was his opening weekend. Probably. Though, probably. Yeah. It did pretty yeah. well. I, th- I think I heard on the radio it made about $57 million this Oh, weekend. really? Oh, so, well. I, I, again, it's been so long since theaters are open. I, I've lost all context of, <laughs> of, you know, is that a lot of money for a is summer? Because it? it, it's summer. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's a summer release. Summer adjacent. Yeah. Um, sequel to uh, A Quiet Place. Um, mm-hmm. written written and directed by Jim from the office. Jim from the office. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote on my list. <laughs> he doesn't have a real name. He's Jim yeah. from the office. Um, John Krasinski, if anybody never watched the office, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Um, and if I, well, first, ha- first thing, meow. Um, there is nothing not to love about John Krasinski. I, I, I'm rapidly becoming a, a very, I'm already a big fan of him. I really have, but 
I haven't seen every single solid thing that he's ever done. There was a movie about an old time football players or something that I've yet to see. It's, it's still in my, it's in my queue. So good. I forgot the name. The one with Clooney, Leatherheads. Leatherheads. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Need to see that. But um, boy, howdy. Loved him in Jack Ryan. Uh, oh, so good. The first season was the better one, but loved him in yes. Jack Ryan. And um, 13 loved, Hours. 13 Hours. Loved him in that where he got his, uh, the, the, ever since that, he's been ripped Jim because he's been in quite oh, good shape ever well, since then. Because he was kind of, he was kind of, you know. Gump spindling, and I think Michael Scott made fun of him, saying, "You and Bob Gumby have the same body, or something like that." Whenever he was roasting mm-hmm. them, but but uh, and I really like the. Uh, did you did you know the YouTube show that he did during the pandemic? <gasps> good news. The good news. The good news yes. show or something. Yes, that was it like was that. really cute. Yeah, uh, thing that he did. I think around the time that everybody needs it. And uh, so, who else is in the movie? Well, um, that would be his wife, Emily Blunt. <laughs> To which I added a sub bullet, whatever. Um, really, Janet? I, I, I in this movie or Emily Blunt? Period. Just in general. I, wow. I, I really, she's not my thing. I've really? never seen her do anything that made me think, "Wow, that's amazing." Um, They're kind of Hollywood's cute couple now. Yeah, and I don't. She she married up in this situation. I was, I about, I was say about that. to say the exact opposite. I was about to say oh, he married up. Oh, no, she did. Trust me. He, yeah. Anyway, but I mean, she's she was Mary Poppins, whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you she see was, her in Dan in real life with Steve Carell? No. She was really funny. In that. Was she? Yeah, she was really funny in that movie. I, I remember there was a Tom Cruise movie she was in, Tomorrow. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, something of to that nature where yeah, he the was action he, movie. Yeah. He kept yeah. going groundhog day with guns and aliens. Yeah. <laughs> groundhog day with Tom Cruise. Edge of tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Edge I knew Edge of tomorrow, tomorrow in it. That was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. And I, I mean, she was fine in it. Um, she was ripped it, in that one. Yeah, she was. Um, the best part of that movie was the one time where he got hit by a bus or something and you heard him scream before he died. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. Anyway. But that's oh. something new I've learned about Jen. I did not know you were, you're, you're not, mean, you, you don't dislike her. It's just, you can kind of take right. her or leave her. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not like anti-blunt, but mm-hmm. I'm not pro-blunt either. So. Okay. Mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is no, this is, we're not talking about the legalization of marijuana people. <laughs> Let it go on record that Jen is not pro-blunt. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um. <sighs> And then we have Killian Murphy, mm-hmm. who I, my I know exactly what you're going to say he's from. Batman Begins. Uh, yep. Twenty eight days later. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah. Um, I will say that the girl who played their uh, Jim from The Office's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, her name is Millicent Simmons. Simmons, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. She was brilliant. Yes. I don't know little, if she's, I, I, IMDB needs to tell me, I guess, but if she's been anything else, I don't know, but very little, she, she is, uh, and, and she, she is, uh, hearing impaired, right? She is deaf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a TV movie coming out that she was in. Yeah. Very little. Uh, yeah. She knocks it out of the park. I mean, she is, she's oh, got chops just, big time. Yes. Yeah. And I also, I can't imagine, uh, well, acting in the first place, but being hearing impaired and acting. Yeah. 
and knowing your cues and ha- I mean, everything is visual. I, I, I don't know. I was impressed with her. Very impressed. Um, and the last uh, actor I would like to call out, if I may, is, and I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. Don't tell me afterward if I'm not. Um, I think it's <laughs> Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. Uh, he was Papa Midnight in Constantine. Yeah. Was not expecting him, and he kind of showed up there toward the end of the. Yeah, he's been he's been right. in quite a few things. Uh, Blood Simple. He was in he was in Guardians of the Galaxy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of stuff. Yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Uh, uh, kind of all over the map stuff. That's kind of. I think he might have been in Charlie's Angels for a little bit. The yeah. remake. Um, but he's been in stuff that's Academy Award winning type stuff, but also yes. kind of just throwaway films. But he's good. Uh, what you what you think about the son? The Noah. Eh, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's all ignore the fact that he grew five inches in a day. I know. But, <laughs> but I'm not busting the movie for that. It's okay. It's okay. In a period okay. of 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what did we uh, think? It, it's a, it's a, or I mean, you, you're, is that all the stats you wanted to go over? Or did you want to just yeah, start talking about? Okay. That was so what'd you, than, what'd you think? It's an hour and 37 minutes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we said, it's written and directed by John Trzeszewski. So um. I, I, it kept me interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean, there were a couple of moments where it felt a little slow, but yeah. for the most part, I don't feel like they wasted any of my time necessarily. No. How do we feel about the first movie? Big fan. The, uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it. I, I feel okay. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the first movie, I guess it's okay to go ahead and say something. It's been a while. Um, I, I really don't think that Jim from The Office had to die in the first one. Well, I didn't think so either. Yeah, I, I mean, unless they weren't expecting a squeakle, and he was just like, "Oh well, you know, let's well, make it dramatic yeah, or something." I, I get, I get the idea that I did. I, I don't think they were expecting the movie to sort of blow up like it did because it did mm-hmm. kind of blow up. It kind of, yeah. It, 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 I think people were like, "Oh, this will be kind of a nice little." you know, distraction, but it really just made a lot of money. And I, I don't think it was, I don't think it cost a lot of money to be made. Uh And, uh, again, um, the first movie, uh, going back to what we've talked about several times, visual storytelling, Uh they, they don't, and this is something they kind of, uh, this, they kind of correct. We're not going to go into spoilers, but they kind of correct this a little bit in the part two, but, uh, in the first movie, I, I remember thinking what a wonderful setup in that. I think they sort of just, they introduce you to what's going on. There's a very mm-hmm. traumatic event that happens at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, but then they sort of just, you know, they pan across a bulletin board and whiteboards of different newspaper reports and different things that have happened. And they don't go into a whole lot of unnecessary, you know, uh, they set up the the rules. Um, these are aliens. You need to be quiet. And they don't talk about where they came from, why they're here. Are they uh-huh. intelligent? They're just, this is what is exactly. And, and if it's done well, and, and I'm one that likes a little exposition every once in a while, but if it's done Mm -hmm. really well and it was done really well, you just immediately in five minutes, you're sunk into the world, you know what the rules are. And then, Oh, Mm -hmm. what an interesting spin. One of their daughters is hearing impaired so they can communicate, you know, with sign language. And you had said, what did you, you had said before in a previous podcast about (laughs) watching the first movie in a theater about how odd it was to, you could hear the crunching of popcorn or something like that because it's so quiet. Yes. And that, and that was, that was a very kind of an awkward feeling in the first movie because I mean, usually I, you know, even if you go see a sappy movie or whatever, there's always some kind of music in the background. Rarely is it ever just quiet. 
Right. And the when I went to see the first one, I remember sitting there thinking, oh, well, I need to pull some dental floss out of my purse because I just ate popcorn and I can't make any noise to pull out the dental floss. And yes, yes I do floss my teeth sometimes in the theater when, it's, <laughs> when one gets stuck. Um, but this one felt like it, it didn't have that many quiet moments. Yeah. I felt like this one was noisier. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. It, it didn't have the same awkward, creepy kind of silences that the first and, one had. And another thing that they didn't do in the second one that I think they did more of in the first one was uh, kind of experiencing the world through the daughter's perspective. With mm-hmm. sort of extra silence where you, where there's nothing you, yes. you hear what she hears, which is nothing. And then she looks around or moves her head and, you know, and, and, and it really immerses you in, in how much more dangerous it is for her, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. she has to see everything and, you know, she can't see if one's right behind her kind of thing. But um, yeah, I would have liked a little bit more of that. I think they only had maybe, I don't know, a couple scenes of that a couple mm-hmm. minutes maybe. And that's it. Um, but yeah. uh that I was under the, I will say this about part two, because I was under the misconception and maybe because it's something I heard or because I watched the preview, I was under the misconception that a large part of this movie was going to be sort of a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were going to, uh, because I saw that John Krasinski was in it, you right. know, and I'd seen the first movie. So I'm like, well, if he's in it, uh, you know, we gotta be doing some, we gotta be doing some flashbacks, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's not. It, I, I was that was something either I misheard or I, I misunderstood from the from the. Pre- it is not a prequel. So a, a few people have asked me, you know, is it that? And it's it, and it's not. You have mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny little bit at the beginning of the movie, which sort of gives you a little bit more of an explanation, or a not really an explanation, but more of a like uh, like an intro, what, sort intro. Of. You know like, what what kind of happened, sort of on the first day. And right. then, and then you're immediately right back in it, right where the events of the first movie took mm-hmm. off, uh, left off, and uh, and it's an entirely new story. So it's not a prequel, if that's what you're thinking. So you you do have well, and, new characters and stuff. And, and the little intro with uh, that included Jim from the Office, it, it allowed them to introduce Killian Murphy's character. Right. So right. you weren't suddenly like, "Who are you? And where'd you come from?" You right. know, gave a little background there. Um, so an hour and 37 minutes, like we said, no, no wasted time. So uh, how did we feel about the, the, the tension and the circumstances and the setup? And uh, So again, without, I don't think we're giving too much away, mm-hmm. but there, there is a location where they hide um, that is airtight. Right. Or, or, you know, like they have a limited amount of air, right. but, you know, the monsters can't get them. Those scenes kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I'm not necessarily a claustrophobic person, but, you know, just kind of seeing their faces, plus the baby in the box kind of, yeah, that kind of stressed me out a little bit too. Right. But, but the, like the monsters didn't really scare me that much. Um, A couple of times, you know, you turn around and you're like, oh crap, there it is. You know, there are a couple of moments like that, but yeah, Yeah, for the most part, they did a good job. Uh, yeah, and I think they did a good job of setting up uh, new um, 
a, a new thing to worry about very early into in into into the movie with sort of mm-hmm. an, inj- an injury that somebody has. Oh, that was sure. that was yes, that was very kind of ah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's and it's something else that they that they have to deal with. Um, they 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 do still make use of uh, the weakness that was discovered um, by the mm-hmm. family uh, in the first movie that mm-hmm. sort of uh, nobody knows about. There's a, uh, it, it's, it's very well done. I, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we talk about negatives more than we talk about positives, but <laughs> it, it, it is very well done. I think there is a, there's a subplot with, with the daughter, um, where she sort of goes off on a mission mm-hmm. and, uh, the, uh, what am I, the, the setup for that or how she arrives to that seemed a little bit contrived to me. Yes, I would agree. Um, I, d- I don't understand. She hears something on the radio. I don't understand the meaning. I don't understand why it was chosen for that to be broadcast over the radio. I d- I, it, it seems sort of cryptic. And it was like it doesn't, unless they were trying to only get smart people <laughs> or something that could interpret what it is. Or, uh, and, and I have another question about what happened in the movie that I have, I'm going to have to ask Janet after the podcast okay. is over because okay. it, it is a big time spoiler. But yeah. um, so well, I, I thought that was a bit of a contrivance, but um, anyway. Well, in the song that they were playing, I mean, now that you say it, I guess kind of the way she figured it out, I felt like it was a little contrived. But now that you say the song that was playing, isn't there another song with the word island well, what, in it or something <laughs> maybe is it, is it necessary to play a song yeah well, yeah like why you know, there could have been a recording of there you go thing with hey maybe coordinates how, or, <laughs> if you happen to hear this if y'all ain't dead let then, me let me provide some information for you i mean it was just right. anyway but, or maybe um, they were snobby, like you said, and they only wanted uh, a particular kind of person. I don't know. Right. Anyway, but um, it it has it has some themes. We talked about zombies in our last podcast. It does have some themes that we talked about uh, about how when the world goes to pot, uh, people go to pot too. <laughs> so, and they're scary as them, or and, scarier than the monsters, maybe. right? Or as scary as the monsters. There are some really tense scenes in the movie. That's that. That's this movie. This this series. And I really uh, do. You smell a quiet place, part three. I, I smell a quiet place, part three. Pretty pretty wait, wait. pretty strong. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I smell it. <laughs> um. So there are some really good, really good uh, tension scenes in this movie. There's several of them actually. Yes. Uh, in an hour and 37 minutes, I, there's, I mean, there's a good, you know, three or four uh, that are or four or five actually that are really money. Um, and, and they do a good job of that. The monsters are just as creepy and scary, you know, mm-hmm. as they were in the first one in terms of how quick they are and how brutal they are. Um, you, you, you know, you do get a glimpse of uh, a little bit more of the outside world that you did in the first movie, which was so focused on the one family. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, now that we know what we know about Janet, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have, she's not in it all that much. It really focuses on the kids. I yeah. Think. It's, it's on the kids and on Killian Murphy's character. Right. Almost. Right. So more so than em- Emily's not in it all that much. Yeah. So, 
so if you're going in there to see Emily Bluntfest, I mean, she's, Mm-mm. she's, there, there's a few touching scenes with her. There is something that she does in the movie that, uh, that's a touching scene that I, I, I wouldn't have done that if I was, it's, it's at a sort of a memorial thing. And I didn't, when she did it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I would have done that. So, uh, I didn't agree with what she did, but, uh, that's just me. Um, I like, and again, I like a quiet place a lot because, uh, you know, I go back to the, you've heard it from me a lot. I really like movies that have strong father figures in it, that fathers mm-hmm. that aren't buttholes. Yep. And, and this one, uh, 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 Murphy is, is obviously sort of the pseudo Jim replacement. I mean, he's sort of the father ish type figure, uh, in the movie. And again, he is not portrayed. He's portrayed as someone that is suffering through this like everybody else is, but he's not portrayed in a, in a very negative light. He is, uh, he's a good, you know, male lead. So, well, and he, you can tell he's, he struggles and kind of comes around a little bit, I guess. Right, right. You know. He's sort of inspired and, and uh, moved to help uh, as, as, as best that he, as best that he can. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. So here, here's my question. Yes. These monsters or aliens or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do they eat? Yeah, I, they they don't appear to be carnivores. There's plenty of foliage, so I'm assuming they're not herbivores, and they seem incredibly angry. Well, yeah. So, like bent on death and destruction. So, I don't know. I was just curious. They're just portrayed. I, I know they're, they're they're portrayed as killing machines. Yes, killing and, machines. I, and, I, and I and I certainly don't remember them dining on anyone Mm-mm. that they killed in the first movie. Uh, it's just noise go kill destroy and uh yeah and again i think that's part of uh one of the things that might have made them might have made the film successful is that you know mm-hmm. you don't really know what their motivation is right and, he, and even with what they did in the in, what they did in the first scene in this movie where they're you know kind of sort of see maybe how they got here but you mm-hmm. certainly don't know okay you know, I think I read online that maybe John Krasinski said, oh, they they come from this place, but that's as about as far as he said or something like, you know, like the, like the planet was destroyed or something. And, right. Um, but I think that's one of the things that, that, that makes it so the movie have such a universal appeal is that, you know, we don't have to worry about what their motivations are and why they're here mm-hmm. and what they're doing. So, well... All I can say is, yeah, yeah, that's true. All I can say is if you have that much anger inside you (laughs) and you don't express it and you keep turning it inward, you're just going to become depressed. So at least they're expressing themselves because the last thing you want is a depressed alien. With all that anger, how are you capable of inner space travel? Right. I mean, aren't you like just killing each other and who's making decisions? You know, (laughs) which one of them is Spock? He's just angry all the time. Anyway. But, uh, but good, good uh, popcorn flick. Would you, would you classify this as horror as a horror movie? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Kind of a, a mon- it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't count it as a monster movie, but maybe, maybe in my brain, I don't click over horror with monster well, movies. So I, I mean, I I, if you want to, I would say as, as hmm, like a subgroup of horror. Yeah. But five minutes you- ago, I just said there was four or five minutes of wonderful tension and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> come on, John, what are you talking about? So. I need you to focus, Sean. I know. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I would say if you have horror, then you've got, you know, maybe like your vampire horror, your zombies, your monster horror or something like right. that. I think it all, your supernatural, you know, ghosty, demonic horror, I think it all kind of subgroups, if you will, yeah. in my opinion. So how long until we get A Quiet Place Part 3? Two more years? and um, I give it a couple of years, yeah. Then the sun will be like 6'4". and. Oh, he's, still, he's still 10 he's still 10 oh, and, and the baby a will bit be of a time jump yeah the baby will be in college I, I don't know yeah. Anyway. yeah did you did you buy the one in the whole movie the first movie when she was pregnant and gave birth with wait a minute she gave birth with the fireworks going off didn't she that's how they masked that or got away with I think that. so I think yeah the fireworks going off. any any woman who could <laughs> <laughs> push a baby out of her vagina and not at least say, oh, wow, that really hurt. I No, I'm sorry. You, you, there's no silence. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Having never birthed a human baby, um, I know probably what I noises I would make if I did. So the fact that they worked that into the script was pretty interesting to me in the first one yeah so strong performances by the child actors in this one good on them uh, yes I, I hope millicent gets some gets some more work um it was it was touching in the movie she you could tell she was sort of uh in in one hand perhaps still held herself maybe a little bit responsible for her father's death but in the mm-hmm. other hand she was sort of taking over the role as protector of the family and that was it was well done well done yeah so what do we think? Ready to call it? I think we can call it. I think we right. can. Sean, A Quiet Place Part Deux, uh, in theaters currently with Jim from The Office and The Blunt. <laughs> Should I watch that? Yeah, most definitely. If you if you really like the first movie, uh, this is more of the same. If you If you held a gun to my head, I'd say the first movie was a little bit better just because the being introduced to the world and sort of the uniqueness of it all. The, 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 the setup was really good. And you, you know, you know, you know, going into this movie, what the rules are. Um, but very well done. Uh, very well done. If you're going to see Emily Blunt, eh, you're going to see her for about 20 minutes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't put a clock to it, but uh, most of the work here is done um, by the child actors and also by uh, uh, Killian Murphy. Um, just, all the way through quality script. There's a few moments where, you know, if you're a really persnickety movie goer, you're like, eh, why, the, why, 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 why? But uh-huh. eh, do what I do. Cause I do that kind of stuff and say, just shut up, tell yourself to shut up and enjoy it. So <laughs> good movie worth going to see in theaters. Uh, uh-huh. The atmosphere is great for it. So yeah, definitely go watch yeah. it. So Janet, here we go. Quiet place. Uh-huh. Part two in uh-huh. theaters sequel. With your favorite person, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Should I watch that? You should totally watch that. Even if it is just for the beginning where you get to see Jim from The Office. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's well made. It keeps your interest. They don't waste your time necessarily. Um, like you said, a few contrivances perhaps a mm-hmm. little bit. But you kind of have to do some stuff to keep things moving, obviously. Um, the Millicent was brilliant. And the monsters were big and ugly and the CGI was pretty good. And uh, yeah, totally. Go see it in the theater. Yes. Get the popcorn. Go sit in the theater. Enjoy yes. it. And if you haven't seen the first one, you, you might not necessarily need it 
to kind of pick up what's happening here a little bit, but go see the first one for sure. Yeah. Actually, now that see, I think about it, that first scene might be for people who haven't seen the first one because it does sort of reestablish the rules as far as yeah. act around the monsters. Yeah. As opposed so. to daddy's dead in the truck. Let's start running yeah. or something. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So there you go, folks. Yeah, that's and that's too- not even like light mayonnaise. I mean, yeah, this is, I would, this is I would say full on like the real stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Twizzlers and Coke and get the icy while you're at it. You know, why, why not? Cause it's, life, it's life is good. short. Good. So as we said, movie number two, also movie number two. new in theaters. Oh, Sean, what is it? It is Disney's mm-hmm. Cruella with Ooh. Emma Stone. She's a button. Starring. She is a button. Um, lots of uh, good performances in this movie. Uh, Emma Stone, Emma Thompson are your two main people. And Emma is uh, Emma Stone is Cruella, Estella, is mm-hmm. at some parts of the movie. And yes. Emma Thompson is the Baroness, uh, who is the other main lead. But supporting performances all around, uh, pretty decent. Um. Go ahead. Well, well, so Emma Stone, I didn't realize this, or maybe I had heard it, but I didn't remember. She won an Oscar for her performance in La La Land with Ryan Gosling. Yes. I never saw it because I rolled my eyes at it the first time I saw the preview or the trailer for it. I just rolled my eyes. I have not seen La La Land either, which it's, it's sort of on my, I'm going to watch it someday list, Mm -hmm. but it's not like. Oh man, yeah, that's in my queue. I gotta get to that list. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it just looked heartwarming. And yeah, hello, April. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, what was? Um, but I did love her in Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Um, I, I cannot tell you how that is such a good movie, and she was so good in that movie too. Yeah. Um, now. but Emma Thompson, I I would say she. Came close to stealing the show. Powerful performance. Powerful performance by Emma Thompson. And if you don't know who she is, for me to just pop up and say, oh, she was in these five movies, is difficult to do. Like, she always kind of plays a supporting character to me. Like, she's not necessarily leading lady material, but if you saw her face, you would recognize her immediately. Yes, she's been she's been in a lot of stuff. Pretty good chops. Now, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. I want to hear what you have to say. Chest. Okay, go for it. I have not yet gotten this fascination by Disney mm-hmm. of going back to the well. <laughs> of past movies. Mm-hmm. These folks are supposed to be are the most creative, imaginative people in the world, right? Wow. Uh, they are not bound by budget at all. Um, right. I don't understand why we had to have Hermione Granger in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> didn't mind it. I watched the movie. I didn't mind it. Uh, her voice does not even hold a candle to the person that did it in the animated movie. Uh-huh. I don't understand the, and I'm making air quotes, live action Lion <laughs> King, because 
folks. They didn't make the lion's mouth move. Okay. That wasn't live action. Those were all computer animated yes. <laughs> lions. Right. I don't, I don't understand why we had to remake Aladdin with Will Smith. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I don't understand oh, Mulan. It, I don't, I don't understand Mulan. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand us packaging classic Disney villains into movie origin stories to make them more sympathetic. I, I have not seen Angelina Jolie in Malef- Maleficent or the sequel. Cause I think there was another one, right? There was two of those movies. I, I remember there was a snow white, but that wasn't Maleficent. Was it? No, that was snow white and the huntsman or something. And I don't even oh, okay. know if that was, that might've been a Disney. I don't remember, but there was Maleficent, which was the, the sleeping beauty villain, right? That's oh, the sleeping okay, okay. beauty villain. And, uh-huh. uh, and I think I'm pretty sure there was a sequel to that. Um, are we to get a origin story of the bad person in the little mermaid next? I think they're doing a little mermaid <laughs> sequel. I don't, I, I could, because, and we, we've, we've talked, we, we touched on this in our other podcast. I love uh-huh. my villains. Uh-huh. I love my villains uh-huh. and I love my villains that are evil. And this Cru- Cruella, now I'm not, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of 101 Dalmatians. I, I I watched it probably stem to stern one time and probably saw bits and pieces of it with my kids because like that's one of the movies you show your kids is 101 Dalmatians, right? Uh-huh. And I saw Glenn Close, her performance when they did the live action again <laughs> of 101 Dalmatians. Now, I don't understand why Disney does this. It doesn't make any sense to me. When I saw the movie being released, I was like, Ugh. you know, right. That being said, (laughs) (laughs) are you going to talk out the other side of your mouth now? (laughs) I thought this movie was crazy good. I I had a blast with this movie and it is Emma Stone, Emma Stone, Emma Stone, Emma Stone, Emma Stone. Now I know Emma Thompson was, she was over the top good in this movie as being even more of a baddie than than Cruella was I, I almost wish I almost wish it's weird when I was watching the movie when it was over I liked it so much I was like I wish I didn't even know that this was supposed to be a prequel or an origin story for the villain in 101 Dalmatians because uh-huh. and I don't know if I'm saying that right it's just like because she's so she's such an evil character in that movie. I mean, you know, you're going to kill puppies to make clothes. I mean, that how, right. how much, I mean, we're both dog lovers. How bad could you get <laughs> killing puppies? And and who wrote that in the first place? They should, they, they, someone should skin them and use that for a coat. I'm sorry. You don't write a children's story about murdering puppies. <laughs> no, that is Cat, just cats. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, no. But, um, but I honestly, I, and, and it could be getting bonus points because we talked again about well, movies that surprised us. Another one of our podcasts yes. you got to listen to. Uh-huh. I sat down with this movie where I'm like, okay, I saw this first. I saw A Quiet Place second. I was like, okay, let's sit down. Let's get through it so I can get to A Quiet Place. Because uh-huh. Jen and I had a discussion. We're like, okay, <laughs> we're going to review this for the podcast. We'll go see it. I'm not plopping down $29.99 for Disney Premium Access to see it on my TV. <laughs> right. I'm going to go to the theaters and see it. So I'm like, let's just get it done. And just from the jump, it it's, it is really good. <laughs> it, 
Okay, because that same conversation, you said, oh, Cruella comes out this weekend. And I think I made a noise similar to <laughs> whatever. And and you said, oh, you do not want to see it. And I said, no, not at all. But for the podcast, of course, I will make the sacrifice, right? Yes. <laughs> Freaking loved this movie, Sean. That's crazy. What is happening? I know. Because I sat down and I, I was like, I sat down and I'm like, all right, let's just get through it. Yeah. Let's get through it. And then, you know, we'll talk about it. And then my friend April is going to be like, I can't believe you went to see a Disney movie. And I'll be like, I know. I can't believe I went to see a Disney movie. Yeah. It's Janet at a Disney movie. It's Janet at a Disney movie. It was so good. Yes. So good. Yes, Emma Stone, you are wonderful. You, you, yes. it's a wonderful performance by her. Brilliant. She, she, I mean, not just a, she's not just a button. No, like she stepped it up to like she. Do you know what she did, Sean? What? Let me tell you what she did in this role. She hopped on that train to Crazy Town. <laughs> she took the train all <laughs> the way in downtown to Crazy Town. She like tipped the valet she went to the crazy town uh casino she -hmm. got a few drinks at the crazy town bar and she brought it i mean from the beginning until the end the and and it's not and it's not just her performance the setup uh, the 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 look of the movie um it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be uh you know kind of set in the 70s era in london the the scene the scenery is wonderful they have a couple of dog characters in there that still they steal the show when they're on there i've never thought i would like a chihuahua with an eye patch but (laughs) i liked a chihuahua with an eye patch the two people uh and and again it's almost like i didn't have i wish i didn't have knowledge of 101 dalmatians because something that made me not slightly added to make me question the movie is she has uh, two guys in that are her bumbling sort of cohorts in 101 mm-hmm. Dalmatians. And there's a, you get introduced to these people and how they met in this movie and they're not bumbling idiots. No. I mean, it is, it is, they, pref- they, they develop into quite a relationship and a quite a adept little uh, duo or trio of stealing little- things with mm-hmm. the dogs and they're very competent and it's very funny to watch them do what they do. Yes. And uh, the music in the movie is spot on. I mean, just well, see, everything. Okay. If I had to complain about one thing, I did not like any of the music. Oh, well, I think they were trying to be, it was, it was, it was period music from the time. Yes, the it was period music. Yeah. But um, uh, my, my only criticism of this movie, my only criticism is I think it is a touch too long. At two hours and 16 yes. minutes. I think it's a little bit too long. There, yeah, there there were places that we could have right. maybe fewer flashbacks. Maybe we could have sped up the process a little bit. Right. Um, right. But, you know, it still kept my interest the majority yeah. of the time. And, uh, yeah, pro- there, there's a, there's a scene and there, there's some, there's some scenes in the middle where she's sort of getting established at this department store that I think they could have picked up the oh, pace yeah. a little bit to, 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 to shed some time. But yes. even those scenes, I mean, they're not, it's not like they're not enjoyable. You know, right. they are they're enjoyable. Pain. It's just, they yeah. sort of, they sort of hammer home the point of the, mm-hmm. the, the awful job that she, that she had, um, whenever she thought she was going to get her dream job. 
Now, there, there, there's a few parts in the movie. Did you, um, did you think certain elements of the movie were predictable? Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. I I mean, you. Yeah, I sort of predicted some of it, not quite in the way. But I sort of predicted some of it, not quite in the way, but mm-hmm. that they that that it finally turned out. Um, uh, but I, I mean, but it built up nicely and yes, it played out very yes, well. Yes, it did. It very did. well. Um, the, one th- okay, so, uh, a little thing that did bother me a little bit. I spent the whole movie waiting on her dog Buddy to get hurt. <laughs> like I'm like, Buddy's not on a leash. Buddy's going to get run over. Where did Buddy go? You just dropped Buddy and let him, or you ran with Buddy's little ears were bouncing because you were running down the street. I I think I worried more about Buddy throughout the movie than your average person would have. Oh. But it, but they also did a decent job of real dog to CGI dog. Yeah, I mean, obviously there were parts with the CGI dog, and it's not like uh, uh, if anybody's out there seen Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. Ooh, that dog looks bad. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a slightly better Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh snap! Okay. Um, well, and, and the Dalmatians were very angry in this movie. Yes, yes, they but were. But I, I guess you know, considering who their master was, but yes. still, I was like, are Dalmatians really that angry in real life? I, don't I, know. I really I don't, I don't know enough about but... the breed. But yeah, there is sort of a nice little. Um, Ex, maybe possible, you know, explanation as to, Oh, this is why she hates Dalmatians kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, after it was over, I was just like, wow, Emma Stone, uh, I might, uh-huh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be creepy and say my love for you is cemented, but <laughs> she is, she is just wonderful. She is yes. wonderful in this movie. And I'm, and I, and I went back at her IMDb page and I'm like, man, have I ever seen anything that she was in that I really, really didn't like? And, and, and even going back to, uh, like I said, I haven't seen La La Land. Mm-hmm. This may make me watch La La Land. I'm telling you her performance in this movie. I'm just like, I may have to go back and watch it just to see. Cause this, if no. that's her best performance, eh, I don't know. No, you don't need but, to. I, I can't imagine. You why. Don't anyway, you haven't seen that movie, so you can't say <laughs> don't that. Don't judge me. But, um, but even we, you know, Forget about Zombieland and, and Zombieland Double Tap, which she's which she's really good in that. But mm-hmm. I mean, even going back to, uh, I mean, she was in The Amazing Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man Two, which yeah. really that those weren't movies that were they made a bunch of money. But even Amazing Spider Man Two, it was like uh, people that didn't like the movie they all said, "Wow, Emma Stone popped on the mm-hmm. on the screen." She was everyone's always the best thing about it was so even in stuff that she makes that really isn't looked upon all that well, you mm-hmm. know, I think her performances are still. Um, okay. Well, I, and I have something to share myself. Sure. Are you sitting down? I'm Clearly sorry. you are. I loved the hair. When well, you, you had to, you that's part of her character. Say that <laughs> it's part of her character, her hair, Emma Thompson's hair. Yes. B- brilliant. I don't know how many black and white wigs they went through, but I mean, the way they were styled and then when she was frazzled and when she was put together and brilliant. And even Mm -hmm. when she had like the dark red Auburn hair, beautiful. When she was masking it. Yes. Beautiful. And, um, 
What about the, the what about the guy's hair? <laughs> I, I don't really notice the guy's hair, but well, you, well, you didn't <laughs> notice it was bad. I didn't notice it was bad, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, but speaking of the guys, we there there are two actors in this movie that I would like to send a shout out to, Please if you will. Um, so the actor is Mark Strong. Oh yeah, he played the the bald guy Butler, the Butler mm-hmm. bald Butler. Butler. Anyway. Um, he, if you have some time to kill, allow me to recommend a really amazing series from several years ago called Low Winter Sun. Okay, he, you gotta you gotta text me that because I really like Mark Strong okay. and I had no idea he was in that. He he is a cop and is it's really really good. Low Winter Sun. Um, and then the other actor I would just love to hug if I ever had the opportunity was, uh, and I think this is correct, is it Kaven Novak? He played Roger the Lawyer. Oh, yeah. But he also is in uh, the TV series What We Do in the Shadows, and he is Nandor uh, the Relentless. And they call him that because he does not relent. Uh, anyway, just brilliant actor in What We Do in the Shadows. He he had a tiny part in this movie, but I immediately recognized him as Roger the Lawyer. He was fine. And my shout outs go to uh, the two people that played his, that played her sidekicks. Yes. Which was uh, Joel Fry and Paul Walker Hauser, who played uh, Jasper and Horace. Now, Paul Walker Hauser, um, if you haven't seen him in the Clint Eastwood movie uh, uh, about the guy that... um, the Atlanta bombing and Richard. Oh, oh, Richard, Richard Jewell. Jewell. Uh, he is amazing in that movie. He, Wait, he, is play, the, he plays Rich, he Richard. He plays Jewell. Richard Jewell. <gasps> Shut your mouth. Yeah, Are you serious? Yes. <gasps> uh, he also has. Oh my God. I didn't even notice that. He also has a role in Cobra Kai. <laughs> and, he's, and he's really good at that. <laughs> I haven't seen but, that yet. Um, and. I, I, I'm looking for big things from this guy because I think he also is, uh, did you see I, Tanya with, uh, oh, yes, I did. he, he plays the guy that waxes, uh, <gasps> wax her on the well, knee. Wait, Craig Gillespie directed that <laughs> oh, the same well, director who directed this. Did, well, that I might be, maybe that's re- the connection about how he uh-huh. got, you know, he got the part. But he is really, he's really funny in this. And in Richard Joel, he's, he, he's got chops, man. He can do comedy. He can do drama. I'm looking for, you know, big things for him. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's not like John Candy funny, but he's, he's still, uh, he's still pretty good. And of course, Joel Fry, he had a couple of role. He had a role in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, Um, I missed that. Okay. I didn't know that. And he was in, uh, he had a role in the movie yesterday, which I've yet to see, but my sister kept <gasps> telling me I need to watch. So I surprise, brief diversion here or digression diversion. I think I used that word incorrectly. Um, <laughs> he, I actually watched yesterday and really enjoyed it surprisingly, even though I do not like the Beatles. Yes. Don't judge me, anyone who just heard me say that. Um, but uh, Mark Strong, yeah. I, I, I got to watch that series. Um, but everything I've seen him in, most things I've seen him in, he is really, really good. Oh, Again, yeah. I, this is going to be the fifth podcast I mentioned this movie. He was in Kick-Ass. He was a bad guy in Kick-Ass. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, he, was in, um, he was in Shazam also playing the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't the high point of that movie. Um, but as villains go, he's just as good as any other villain that's been in any of the 
any yeah. of the DC movies. Um, but he, and he also was in, um, if you haven't seen this movie, this is another recommendation. It's called The Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch, which talks about the code breakers who broke <gasps> the Enigma machine. Oh my God, that and is he, such a good movie. And he played the the leader of uh, MI6, who he, mm-hmm. he was like the master spy of all smi- spies. Yes. And, uh, and he had a very, very strong supporting role in that movie. That's mainly uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and, uh, oh, golly, I'm turning mm-hmm. into my dad. Um, <laughs> the one that was in. Uh, the guy who was in the thing. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's basically their movie. Uh, but he has a very good, uh, strong role in that movie. It has a little bit of humor. Um, and mm-hmm. he's just, he, he, he plays it. He plays it well. So. All right question yes. i am posing to you mm-hmm. would you buy him as lex luthor yeah he yeah. could totally do it yes easy easy he can do it hey easy, if i easy. if i if i can buy gene hackman as lex luthor and oh. i love lex luthor and i love gene hackman and superman but uh-huh. again that's going back you're going back to eight-year-old me and that's yeah. that's that's emotional time at the movies because i mean my dad <laughs> took me to see that movie and uh-huh. and i and uh, and I've watched oh, Superman's just so wonderful. Um, the, uh, but yeah, totally. Yeah, totally likes Luther. Yeah, way better than I, who's he? What's it's Jesse oh, Eisenberg? Yeah. <laughs> don't even, don't even. That's offensive but, on so but, many levels. I mean, talk about my diatribe that I did at the beginning of this review. But there, there is not a weak performance in this movie. No, there's it, not. It's, and it's got, last time I looked, it has got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And boy, it got its butt kicked by A Quiet Place this weekend. I mean, like, I don't know if anybody cared to see it. I, maybe for the same reasons that I ranted about. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why why do you want a sympathetic origin story for what is one of the most rotten villains, you know, in Disney movie animated history? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but... Um, it's, I swear, it's almost like I wish 101 Dalmatians didn't exist. I know. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I was like, man, that's just wouldn't, cause you think you're thinking about, man, does she really turn it? Cause it's just, it's great. Well, see, I never, I have never seen 101 Dalmatians. I've never seen the, like the animated, the live action, whatever. I've never right. seen any of that. I know the basics of it. Yeah. Um, but there's no way they could do 101 Dalmatians that would be any better than Cruella. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I they really could. Don't. And, uh, and her, and Emma Stone's performance is better than Glenn Close's. It's, it is, it's better. And I've saw that movie. So, cause I got mm. kids who wanted to watch it and they watched it and it's, and it's better. And one of the, one of the things that Emma Stone just does really, really well is, um, you know, she, I'm not spoiling anything to say is this, this movie also has sort of a multiple personality elements to it. Yeah. And they explain how you go from Estella to Cruella. Uh, and, and she, you can really see a very subtle movement in the mm-hmm. movie from her being sort of Estella, the, 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 the plucky little thief uh-huh. who, who just wants to be in the fashion industry to what she finally, who, who she ends up being. And it is, there are really subtle movements and you can see every single subtle movement that she makes in the movie. It's, it's, 
And I think that's just amazing for an actor to be able to do that. It's not like one second she's this person and the next second she's the other person. Right. I mean, it's kind of a slow, gradual transition over 45 minutes of the movie. And then when she gets to that point. She owns it. Yeah, she owns it. And you're almost like, how did we get here? But you see how we got here because, you know, if you're paying attention, you're going to see those little things, those little transitions and those little. Right nuances about her performance that just yeah and the way disney is doing it on disney premium for folks that don't know is you can watch this online now for 29.99 i think you should go to the theaters and watch this movie just definitely i don't want to say support it because it's the disney mega machine and they have all the money anyway but Mm -hmm. it's not like this is a plucky little independent thing but i'm telling you after a month when this when this goes off of because you know after a certain amount of time they stop the premium access thing and they just have it on Disney. I yeah. shall be watching this movie again <laughs> as soon as I can watch it again without having to pay thirty dollars. Uh, I shall. I shall be watching it again. So uh, wow. the other thing I loved about it, and I'm not like a fashionista or anything, but I, I've always enjoyed movies or TV shows about the fashion world and designing and such, and I loved her drawings and how she imagined all these designs and made all the costumes mm-hmm. that her little band of merry thieves wore for their different right. adventures. And then when she actually starts to work and design the dresses, that the clothes that she wears and the dresses that Emma uh, Thompson wears. And like, I don't know. I just, it, it, and the best part of it, when she is full on Cruella and trying to get her label out there, the the dump truck. Yes. That scene with the dump truck was Yeah, I like the one where, where she stood on top of the, the limousine <clears throat> mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought that was really yes. in, uh, in, inventive. And speaking, of, speaking as someone that knows Jack Diddley about the, fa- <laughs> the fashion industry... Um, I think this is an interesting point. Janet, who just said that she loves it and she loved that element of the movie. Me, who know absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I've never watched The Devil Wears Prada because I'm, I may I need to watch it, I guess. because Yeah, you but, should. But as somebody that would really get bogged down in a whole lot of fashion language and fashion stuff as somebody who knows Zippo about it. I didn't get bogged down in it at all, nor did, was there ever a point where I didn't understand what was going on mm-hmm. because they're talking fashion lingo. So uh, good on the movie for, you know, having somebody that is interested in that stuff, being able to enjoy it, but have somebody who like, Oh God, I hope I don't have to look at that that much, <laughs> have it not be bogged down by it. So right. again, it's another thing about pacing and the way that they did the story and, and things like that. So. Well, it, it just, it, I, I found that part of it to be so beautifully creative. Right. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to get nominated, like for an Oscar it, for costuming for, or something I like hope that. so. It has to be nominated. I, I don't know if it's going to well, win, but. Well, it, I mean, even like the, when she, the scene when she was a child at the, the big, the ball and everything, mm-hmm. she and the dog and stuff, even those costumes, yeah. I mean, even her, her just costuming in general, like just the clothes that she wore as a child and then the clothes that she wore in her fashion job. I just, yeah. The overall look of the movie is, is great. But, Mm -hmm. um, but, but, but again, that's never enough. Um, I've seen lots of movies that look great that sucked. So it's, it's not enough just to do that. So good on them for, you know, putting a script around it and, 
mm-hmm. and letting Emma Thompson do her or Emma Thompson and Emma Stone do her thing. So uh, yeah, it was just out of the park. Uh, it, out of the park. <laughs> I love it when uh, the, is it was it Jasper? I can't remember which one of them. Um, when they steal, she steals the car, and and he's like. It's it looks like devil, mm-hmm. but it's pronounced Deville. It's Deville. I, I was, it was, yeah. That was cute, and she's like. I it took me a long like time to realize that Cruella Deville is actually cruel devil. I, I, I don't know why it took me. I'm embarrassed to say how long it took me. So, so boy, howdy! I, I I I think we're gonna call this one, and I think everybody I, probably knows what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna ask you. Yes. Cruella Disney, 2021. Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, and a host of other really awesome people. Should I watch that, Janet? You should drop what you're doing, mm-hmm. head to the theater, get your ass some popcorn, and sit it down and watch this movie. Yes. Immediately. Immediately. Go to the bathroom first. It's two hours, six Go to the minutes. bathroom first and don't <laughs> drink too much soda. Right. Pop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just enjoy the crap out of it because it is fantastic. And when I bought a ticket... I never thought I would hear myself say these words out loud. No. Never. All right, Sean. Cruella in theaters. Should I watch that? Yes. And Sean has a new entry spoiler to the Movies That Surprised Us Part 2 podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was expecting nothing from this movie. And, and, And as I said, I have a rant where I... I don't understand and I don't endorse and I still really, I don't want to see a movie about the origin story of the chick for the bad guy from little mermaid. I don't, I, I, <laughs> but I, and so I went into this with very low expectations and boy, howdy did, did Emma Stone just win me over and folks, I liked it better than a quiet place part two. Uh-huh. And I liked The Quiet Place Part 2, but I liked it better than The Quiet Place by two, Part 2 by a significant margin. Yes. I, I had more fun with this movie than I... And not that you're going to have fun with a monster movie. I get it, but you know what I'm saying. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was th- there was more enjoyment in this. And, and, and maybe it's getting brownie points because we talked before in our other podcast about movies that surprised us. Uh-huh. You know, maybe I am giving it a couple brownie points because I wasn't expecting much and it turned out really good. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm Who still cares? saying go Our watch podcast. this movie. Yeah. That's go watch say. this movie. I I would recommend going to see it in a theater. I, uh, because I think there are elements of it that would benefit from the theater experience. Mm-hmm. If you have Disney plus, I'm not saying spend the money for the premium access, but if you have Disney plus in a month or so when it gets off of that and however yeah. long it takes them, definitely, definitely watch it on Disney plus. It is fun, fun, fun. And kid friendly. If one yeah. has the human children. I don't really know if it's, was it marketed towards a children's audience? There wasn't a whole lot. in there That re- was, I, I mean, it's not, it's not a kid's movie per se, but there, yeah. there isn't really anything in there that's, it is PG thirteen. Like, oh, I don't want you don't want your kids to see it. Maybe right. is it? There's some violence, I suppose. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's not. It is not a Disney animated movie, and there are really some. There, there are. I'm not going to say that they're uber mature or complicated subplots that you have to keep up with. I mean, I think if you're a 11, 12 year old kid, you can probably keep up with what's going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on the screen. But I. Uh, again, I saw both these movies with my daughter and Emma, my daughter loved it. 
loved it. Good. She loved yeah. the movie. So she she walked out and she was like, that was really good. And I was like, and it, and it, almost like me, because maybe I infected her a little bit with some of this, you know, why are they making this movie? And so maybe I had a little bit of blackened her heart a little bit before <laughs> we went in. But she, uh, and she's 16. So she, and she absolutely loved it. So way to go, Disney. Way to go. Way to go, Disney. And how long has it been since we've given both the movies or TV shows? Pretty high recommendations. Strong yeses. Yeah. Yeah. And, Would you and like a for word me to, to check Disney. Sure. Check your press feed <laughs> while I say this to Disney because clearly Disney is going to listen to me. Disney, <laughs> don't make Cruella part two. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. I don't know if you've got anywhere else to go with that story. I really don't think you do. Um, but don't make Cruella part two, even if it is well received. I, like I said, I don't think it's doing gangbusters at the box office. It's gotten great, great audience reviews on, uh, on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So. Okay. Would you like to know the last time <laughs> that you and I had what I would call a, um, more than bland. Yes. Okay. For both of what we let's. Sean, hearken back to March 29th of this year. Ooh. That would be uh, Nobody and I Care a Lot. Yeah. That was the last time that we both gave strong yeses to anything. Yeah. Both these movies are, I think, better than both those movies. Oh, well, nobody was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's apples and oranges, though. It's not yeah, really you're fair right. to you compare. Can't, yeah, you can't compare. It's not really fair to compare it. But Yeah. So the three movies I've seen in the theater since COVID hit, all of them mm-hmm. were strong. So Excellent. So way to go, Disney. Um, and just well, a folks, one-off, because um, what we like go. to do is share the love and exactly. expand your mind. And what? What? Anyway, um, allow me to make. A, I could, <laughs> hello. Uh, we had we had technical difficulties for Sean there for a second because Janet cut out. So that was my fault. Not His really my froze. fault, but it's just the internet's fault. Um, so uh, allow me to recommend, and I can't believe I've never watched it until recently. Ever, ever, um, Arrested Development. Yeah, that's just a little bonus. Give me for you guys. Um, Brilliant. What was the name of that show again? I'm going to make a note. Low Winter Sun. I honestly don't know where you can watch it uh, because I watched it, uh, you know, I guess. The internet has everything, Janet. The internet has everything. Uh, Does it? I mean, is it, it is it like quite, a multiple season series or is it a limited engagement type thing or what? It was just one season. Okay. One season. Um, yeah, the, the internet has everything. Whitehouse.com. Uh, <laughs> Don't go there. But, <laughs> um, so I, I am live time Googling. Where can I watch that? Let's see. You can watch it. Looks like you can watch it on Philo. Oh. Um, oh, Amazon Prime. There oh, we go. Got it. I got Amazon that. Prime. Yeah. I can watch that. I might actually watch that again. But, uh, anyway, Arrested Development. Strong recommendation. 
just putting it out there. If anybody's looking for something um, light and fun to binge. There you Good go. My All right, folks. Well, you. if you've seen these movies or if you're going to see these movies and you want to let us know what your opinion of them are, remember you can email us at should I watch that two one at gmail.com. What do you think about Disney's making really movies about the Disney villains and the live action stuff? I, let me know what you think of mine. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as Janet said, she didn't like Aladdin. Aladdin was like, eh. But, you know, Aladdin, that Robin Williams performance is sort of iconic to me. And I, didn't, I don't like that they touched it again. I really don't. But it wasn't necessary. Well, the fact that they had Will Smith and he was big and blue and he was rapping and singing was just yeah. uh, an offense to me, basically. It wasn't necessary. So unnecessary. But, um, uh, let us know what you think uh, of these movies. Yeah. Um, we would love to know. And uh, we will have another podcast shortly. Not sure what we're going to do yet, but hey, we always come up with great um, ideas. Aren't we seeing something this weekend? Do, awesome. What are we seeing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Are we seeing something this weekend? But again, a very exciting podcast. We, we, we really are glad to be reviewing two movies that are in theater. And I think this is happening more and more. I saw lots of good previews. Uh, when I was at there at the theater and I was like, yeah, maybe we can continue to do new stuff, but we're not going to, we're not going to ignore the streaming stuff. We've already talked about movies that are coming out in June and July mm-hmm. on different streaming platforms that we also will be reviewing. But again, if you got any suggestions of anything you'd like us to review, let us know. Should I watch that two one at gmail.com? And there might be a couple, a couple, oh, oh, oh. sorry. Should I watch that? Two one at gmail dot com. There might be a couple of uh, best and worst of uh, yes. episodes coming up in the near percolating future. Some so we're, 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 we're percolating some more of those. Percolating some more of those. And uh, go back to our last, right. po- last podcast. Uh, if you've got any zombie movie recommendations to send, send those along to me. Mm. Should I watch that two one at gmail dot com? Because I got some Always emails about open. the zombie stuff that was good. So we're going to wrap yes. it up for this evening. Wrap and it up. thanks everybody Thank for you. listening. Vietnam. Thank you, Vietnam. Vietnam. I want to say good morning, Vietnam, but that's the movie and it's that's not morning. It's, well, Maybe it's not. it is in Vietnam. Well, thank whenever you. you. Whenever you listen, thank you, thank you, thank you. So <laughs> Thank you, thank you. We will see you guys right. soon. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys later. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye.